0: Greetings everyone. This is Chris Hello. King. I'm he- <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I'm here with uh, Maggie Margaret King, um, mm-hmm. my daughter, eldest child, uh, who's going to be producing and joining me in this endeavor called uh, Stuck in My Head with Chris King. It's our podcast that we're putting out and this is episode one. I'm pumped. Are you excited?
1: I'm thrilled. Thrilled to be here.
0: I know you are. Oh, where are you coming to us from?
1: Where oh are you geographically. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in good old Fort Smith, Arkansas. Fort um, Smith. Mm-hmm, sitting in my living room with my dog. Uh
0: your dog Gus, who yes, is my granddog. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I have kicked said dogs out of house because of the noise they're gonna make. Uh, our golden retriever puppies that turned one yesterday. So they're Mm -hmm. out. Hopefully we'll have uh, enough silence to get this recorded. Uh, Hey, I wanted to give a brief word about what it is we're doing. Um, There's a nice intro on the Spotify page that I wrote up. And uh, basically the idea of the podcast is that we want to be talking with people. We want to get their stories. We want to get into the psychology of their stories. We want to provide resources to help in people's mental and holistic growth um sometimes words about like our event what we're doing at our counseling group um and the the ultimate goal is just to enjoy the conversation and put something out there that's helpful for people um you're going to be helping me by producing it putting it together joining in our conversation i'm curious maggie king why would this be an important thing for you to do
1: um a few reasons i think The biggest reason for me is that um, mental health and therapy and um, that whole kind of world has been a big part of my life, not only because of you and your job, but I also have a therapist that I love and that has really helped me to take control of some things and and to monitor the way I think and um, has helped me a lot. So that's one reason Um, I think it's important work. And the other reason is... I just really enjoy making stuff. And so whenever you came up with the idea and kind of pitched it, I was in because it sounds like fun.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm excited to have you on this journey. Uh, for me, uh, I, I, I wanted to do it for a while. It seems like everybody's doing it. And I'm like, well, it's too late. It's not going to matter. And then I remembered what I put down in fifth grade whenever people they were doing like a vocational assessment in, at Bernita Hughes elementary school in Ada, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And they said, what do you want to do? And I said, I want to be on the radio. Right. <laughs> and I still, I still do. Uh, so a lot of this is just cause I want to and think it'll be fun. So super glad you are with me for this. Okay. So, uh, sometimes we'll try to mix it up with some fun stuff. Uh, I, um, but we need to get going. Um, (laughs) So so our guest for episode one is Garland Tackett. Garland's a spiritual director. Uh, That's his title. Uh, I met Garland actually working, mentoring workshops with a guy named Dave Jewett here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And uh, Garland has really taken the path of sort of acting like, I don't know, kind of like a personal priest for people, like not showing them what to do or maybe necessarily how to do it, but giving them kind of this one-on-one guide space to help them uh, assess their spiritual lives. And I think the context is, is Christian, but he's he's, he's kind of open to wherever you're going. And I found him super helpful, uh, excited to talk to him today. Maggie King, have you ever sought the help from any other a, a spiritual director or any other kind of director or helper? Um,
1: I could say I like have.
0: Sandwich director, well, uh, dog whisperer.
1: Not really, maybe those. I did graduate from a theater program,
0: uh-huh.
1: so that kind of maybe less fun director, I could say.
0: <laughs> a director director.
1: Uh-huh. Like, like take. <laughs> a true director. Do it again. Not sandwiches.
0: Um, those directors would uh, yell at you sometimes.
1: They would. Wasn't yeah. the best. I'm sure Garland is a lot nicer.
0: I don't, I don't know. <laughs> We'll find it out. Yes, i will find I, out. Hey, uh, Maggie, thank you. Excited for this conversation. Uh, here it is. Hey, guys. You ever think, I'm not sure what I'm doing with my life. I'm not sure what I'm doing here. I don't know what the deal is. Uh, what's the meaning of all this? Uh, uh, you ever think uh, I thought I believed things about myself or God or the world and I'm actually not really sure where I am or or what I'm doing or what my deal is' and, you know I, I've been there uh, tons of people that I talk to are there there's there, there's a lack of orientation kind uh, you know a lack of perceived safety, a, a lack of direction and like and who? Who are the people that will help us? Like is it the church, is it the government, is it therapy, which I, I, I highly recommend. Uh, is, uh, our, uh, is it famous people, people we follow, is it LeBron, Joel Olstein, the Dalai Lama, is it Jesus, is it influencers on social media? Today uh, we're going to talk to Garland Tackett. He's a spiritual director. Uh, what is that? How, how does it help? How is it different than a minister or a counselor or a mentor? What's his story and what got him into this? The answers might surprise you. My name is Chris King. I'm a licensed therapist. And today I'm stuck in my head. Here we go.
2: For me, spiritual direction. Is a working alliance between two people with the goal of developing a deeper relationship and collaboration with God. So, how's that while, different?
0: No. How's that different from being a pastor?
2: Well, or, I, or a priest? Yeah, what I have found is that oftentimes a, a pastor, when people come to a pastor, they're looking for answers. It's mm-hmm. kind of this is my situation. Can you kind of maybe even tell me? what what is the what am I supposed to do? What does the Bible tell me to do, or something like that? Mm-hmm. give me maybe some ma- pastoral care kind yes, of or maybe even a moral or ethical type um, a right and wrongness to it mm-hmm. um, and a struggle over and it's it's ultimately it's a discernment question oftentimes it's a discern which spiritual direction is very much about discernment, but just a different type of conversation, so that's what mm-hmm. I would say the difference is mm-hmm mm mm-hmm. um
0: what about how's this different from therapy? I mean, like, like yeah. there's a lot of therapists that might do kind of what you're doing. Yes. I know.
2: Yeah. I, well, I'm certainly not a trained therapist. And so I can sit and listen to people. In fact, I had a conversation last week with a gentleman who pretty quickly, I realized that what he was talking about, I really couldn't help him with. And, and we, t- we we entered into a discussion about therapy, but you, you you could probably define what therapy is better than I am. But my mm-hmm. experience with it is there's certainly a, a listening component, but there's also, I think, a diagnosis and, mm-hmm. and, and a bit of a prognosis, a, a little bit of a, a, of a prescriptive type. OK, maybe even here's some tools. Yeah. Or or let's talk about your past, and it's not as though mm-hmm. I don't talk about the past. But and I might ask about your relationship with your mom and dad. But I don't. I'm not going to get into uh, the details as far as your you know the, your childhood or uh, anything like that. We're, that it's that's just not the direction I go.
0: Well, it sounds like what you're doing, and uh, to me, is that you're promoting you're promoting the spiritual journey. Which also is this, and we can get into it later, but like, that's really, really uh, consistent with what I know your personality to be as a, uh, as a person that enjoys questions. Like, it sounds like to me, you're saying to people, Hey, there's a lot out there. Let's go on this together. And you use the word collaboration, your definition. Um, and, and while in therapy, a lot of us would shy away from saying we're trying to fix but okay. we would say we would say we're trying to help. Okay. We're trying to help make a thing that isn't what you want be better, and better's better's fairly um, subjective. But right, we want to help you move from where you are to where you want to be. And it sounds like you <laughs> sounds like what you're saying is is that you want to help people like get their boots on and move. That's true, Just, but, but the like word- move, Like move, move. I don't know. Maybe there's a better word. Like, 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 like go explore. That's, maybe that's a better word. Explore. I want to help them explore. That is
2: definitely true. Um, I like the exploring if, if you add a, compelling, uh, a component of, of seeing or of noticing. Okay. And so the word collaboration, what we're leading to here is an overall awareness of your personal experience with God and and how is that experience relating into your journey and into a next step that that you might be taking. So the direction that if there's any direction I'm doing, it's trying to have the person that I'm sitting with notice the direction that they are paying attention to because we take that for granted i take that for granted Uh, it's happening so fast in my head i don't realize there may be other ways to look at that but as soon as i hear somebody else repeat it back to me or or reframe it back to me i'm going oh there may be a different way of looking at that not from a judgment standpoint of Mm -hmm. the way i'm doing it's bad and your way is good but it's just Oh, I'm noticing where I am placing my attention. And, and then how does that connect with my experience with God?
0: Well, it's, it also sounds like, well, let me ask you this. Like what, whenever you're following your own, your own uh, when you're doing what you want people to do or what you're trying to help people do, uh, what does it do for you? Uh, also, what the kind of feedback, like when people are like, hey, I'm doing spiritual, spiritual direction with Garland and there's been this um, movement uh, in, a, in a journey, this increased
2: awareness. Uh, what are they getting out of the deal? What's happening? So great question. And I will tell you, I have learned the answer to this question by by doing spiritual direction now for a little over a year. In fact, there's a gentleman that I had been sitting with for close to a year. And the last time we met, he said, Garland, I finally understand what we're doing. Um, And I'm not I I don't know that it has to take a year to do it. But but the point is. The feedback I get is a lot of times people say that's a really good question right after I ask them a question (laughs) and and. And and I tell people too, it's not the hour that we sit together. It's not that there's good work done. It's really in the in-between times. And so someone will come back to me and say, you know, I've been thinking about what we talked about last time. And they've been thinking about it for the last three weeks. Mm-hmm. And, th- and yeah. that's what they want to talk about. And so that that length of that duration, um, uh, yeah, I don't know if am I answering your question. Is that because what I heard you say was, what do I get out of it? Was that? Was uh, yeah,
0: it? I was just curious kind of what happens when people do it, including yourself. Yeah.
2: What I notice out of it is my awareness of my own thoughts and feelings. And, and when, it, when I use the word working alliance, I am certainly listening to who I am sitting with. But I'm also listening to my own thoughts and feelings and then questions that come to mind, potentially verses of scripture that come to mind. I'm pa- as I'm paying attention to what they're saying or maybe not saying, I'm also paying attention to my own reaction and trying to be sensitive to that in where the conversation will lead. And, and that's a that's work. Because yeah. I've, I've got to concentrate and I've got to really listen to almost two conversations going on, the one being told to me and the one that's in my own head. Um,
0: I'd like for you to think about what a life would be like for you without engaging a process of spiritual direction versus a life with engaging a process of spiritual direction. Wow, that's a great question. Come that's on. A,
2: that's why I'm getting... And phenomenal, <laughs> phenomenal bucks right now. You're on the clock.
1: <laughs>
2: well, I'm going to go back to a, a, a deeper relationship with God. That's been my own personal experience. I, I believe that God wants so much. Well, my personal experience is that I know a lot about God. And in reality, I think God knows a lot about me. And I use that word very carefully because it's very much in my head. And I imagine the head or brain of God knowing about me. The flip is, how do I feel about God? And how does God feel about me? Now, that's a completely different question. And the way I like to phrase it is, I know that God loves me. Do I feel that God loves me? And that's a great question that I ask often when I'm sitting with someone. And more times than not, I get a real long pause after I ask the question, do you feel that God loves you? So what do do you get at? What's the difference? I would say it's a fully integrated self interacting with a fully integrated God.
0: Well, I mean, I remember when I was reading Brennan Manning back in the day and, and like there's all this, his big thing was, you know, that he's just completely loved by God the Father and how that turned him upside down. Like he just kind of had this revelatory thing when he was an alcoholic in the streets of New Orleans and it just, and he he just started seeing himself like in his definitions. He is the one loved by God. But I, I, I'm a little curious. Um, and I don't know if this is a good question or not. Cause I'm going to roll. Mm. <laughs> Cause you told go me, with it, man. You told go me with a good, good question two times in a row. I don't mean like, like, can we anthropomorphize God? Because like, mm. I mean, God, God is a, like, when I've talked with you, like you're, you, you've been super open, like to, I mean, this broadness of what God yes. could could be, and obviously, Jesus is a. Well, I say obviously, like in our in the Christian faith, Jesus is a personification of God. Like that's a kind of the way that's what we have been, you know, have have come to believe that that's yes. a way that God has expressed Himself. But when you say mind of God, the heart of God, like, 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 is is that an assumption that you're bringing into spiritual direction Mm -hmm. that that God is personal?
2: Yes. And yes, that is a very, still a very good question. It (laughs) is such a role. It is, it is a good question. And I think people need to understand that as a Christ follower, I'm going to bring that into, but never force that upon anyone. I'm not, I'm not here to try to make somebody a Christian or a Christ follower. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to convince anybody of a theological or doctrinal statement. So it's a great question. And yes, as a Christian, I'm going to come to this discussion with a certain, with my, with my faith background. But the, but the other side of that, I am not there, as a, as a spiritual director, I am not there to convince you to follow Christ or to become a Christian. I'm there simply to ask questions around your experience with God. Having said that, I'm always open with people that I'm going to come from a framework as a Christ follower. And when Christ says, if you know me, you know the Father, well, that's big for me. That's huge. Mm -hmm. I can't overlook that statement. And Mm -hmm. so even in my own journey, when I have struggles with faith, And I have doubt, and I do. I go back to that statement over and over, and time and again, I see the heart and mind and body of Christ being used to to love his neighbor. And how did Christ, even Christ, love his, how did he bring the kingdom of God to this earth? So, So that's, I think we know a lot from scripture about the heart of Jesus, was just reading this morning. About the fact that he was getting very upset, he was angry at the religious leaders. He was grieved. Okay, (laughs) well, sadness (laughs) and anger; those are feelings. Mm -hmm. I know how Jesus thought about him. I know what he thought about those people, but but I also know how he felt about those folks. Um. So Brian Zahn says he said that you know that.
0: God is like Jesus, and uh, I, I find that a, a helpful thing. Cause that's one of my—I don't know if it's a struggle. It's a thing I've come to more peace with, like just sure. the, the question of of God as an entity or a, a creator, redeemer, being being personal. Because um, I've been told that, and I mean, obviously Jesus as a as a human who uh, and said that he, um, you know, I I am, and he made statements about yes. his his his. Divine connectedness to the to God the Father, like he, at least the, what what we're exposed to, uh, gives us that window. Uh, what about this? I've heard you say this in one of our other conversations, and I find this interesting. What are what are the the, the questions of Jesus that give you energy? Oh. Um,
2: well, one of my favorite ones to ask, and usually I ask this early in conversations with folks, it, it it revolves around our issue of our desires and our wants. We are wanting creatures. We want things. We desire things. There's a great story with Christ as he comes in contact with, with a blind man, and he asks this interesting question, which would seem obvious, but he says, what do you want me to do for you? And so I turn that question around and instead of just simply, what do you want? It's a question of what do you want Christ or what do you want Jesus to do for you? If, if you're the, and, and so that's one of those things, you know, you got to think about because oftentimes our wants and desires as they present themselves, um, there's layers to it. There's levels to it. And so that's that's how I try to take that want and desire. And, and there's lots of ways to do it. There's another question. I love this. When Andrew and I believe Philip um, left John the Baptist, they were disciples of John the Baptist. They left John the Baptist and began following Jesus. And they say to him, where are you going? Which is a great question at uh, mm-hmm. multiple levels. And Jesus says to, back to them, why are you following me? <laughs> <laughs> Wow, what a great question. Why are you following me? We all need to ask that question. Why are we following Jesus? And so, yeah, that's 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 a couple hours conversation right there.
0: It is. Hey, Chris King here. Uh, this is our part where we, we have sponsors and talk about things that are going on. Our primary sponsor is Chris King Counseling. Uh, which makes this possible. Uh, but we hope to have other folks involved as well, uh, letting people know about their services and, and folks that support what we do. Uh, the, the one thing we want to let you know about right now is our spring retreat that we have, which is called Wholehearted Help, the Spring Gathering. Uh, it's an emphasis on self-care and the outdoors. And this is what we do every spring. That's kind of our emphasis and when we put together a retreat. It's for all professional helpers not just mental health people. We gather at New Life Ranch, Flint Valley, over by Silent Springs, Arkansas. Uh, it's that, that's in Oklahoma, just a couple of miles from the Arkansas state line. There are two three-hour CE classes. Uh, one is the Ethics of Self-Care, and the other is uh, Ecotherapy 2023. Uh, t- people in my field, uh, LPCs, psychologists, different folks like that have to get those CEs in to renew their license every year, so we have six hours of that. Thursday is the first day. Uh, It'll be all day long. It will gather together. We'll do the self-care experience we'll graduate towards dinner in downtown Siloam Springs, which is beautiful. Maggie King, I know you're Mm -hmm. here. Have you ever been to dinner in downtown Siloam Springs?
1: I have and I love it. Every time it's it's a a hit, it's always so good. My favorite ice cream shop in the world is actually in downtown Siloam Springs.
0: A lot of people that don't know about it, it's, it's super quaint, uh, but a, a vibrant little strip. It's just beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it's in, and so we go, we hang out there. Uh, we'll follow it up with the campfire time. It will go late to the night for some. Others will just enjoy a quiet night, sleep free from normal responsibilities. What would you be doing with your night if you came, Maggie? And you might come. we Would be staying up and talking or just getting away, being like, don't, don't bother mm-hmm.
1: me? I might be up for a chit chat, mm-hmm. I would say.
0: I suspect I'll be sleeping. Okay. <laughs> um, so uh, the next day, we do the ecotherapy experience, uh, and, and then we move into lunch. And, and this is out uh, at, at New Life Ranch. is 1,000 acres uh, in the beautiful River Valley. And the afternoon is free for folks to rest and recreate there. Um, there's also an option for an additional night stay for folks who just want more time away or to do some solo planning and restoration. So it's for anybody but like people do different stuff so you need to know this if you work for us staff and contractors with christian counseling they get this free this is a benefit for working with us other folks um right now it's 125 for the night two meals six hours of ceu classes would you pay 125 to do this maggie does it sound like a deal to you
1: i'd pay more
0: <laughs> well that's that's good <laughs> Because I suspect I'll charge you more. Um, uh, sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, and If you, if somebody wants to stay the additional night, it's another 30 bucks. Um, discounts are available for students and licensure candidates. You should be able to sign up on our website by February 1st or just contact us at info at chriskingcounseling.com to get connected. Last year was awesome. Uh, every single person that was there gave big positive feedback and we'll try to include some of that stuff in some future ads we want you to come so we can connect support and get to know you maggie king i can can we guarantee that you'll be there can we get a, a commitment from you right now
1: um i think i'll be on my honeymoon but i appreciate the invitation
0: <laughs> <laughs> your, your priorities okay yeah, uh no. save the date for maggie king's honeymoon maybe we'll yep. just come join you guys um (laughs) may 4th 5th and 6th for wholehearted help this spring what about your life uh your story um brought you to this point you know like this is kind of what was going on with me as a kid and as a as a younger adult and and this is the this is what brought me to this point where I'm doing this work that we're talking about now, which is spiritual direction. Like what, what was it about you and your context that, that
2: brought you here? I've just been a a curious person uh, since a very early age. I, um, well, I I distinctly remember it and actually didn't come to this story much later in life, but I think it sums up, a little bit of how I have approached life. Uh when I was young, I got a, a bicycle for Christmas and I took the thing apart on Christmas Day because I wanted to figure out how did it work. I'm sure it was a great frustration to my father, but I took it apart because I wanted to know how handbrakes work and then I put it back together again. Out of the gate. Out of I the play. gate. <laughs> yep. It, it was yeah. I, I'm sure I'd I'd ridden it maybe once or twice, but but I had the fad. So this this curiosity, how do things work, uh, that has been somewhat characteristic of me. And, I, you know, we're self-centered. And uh, how do I work? Uh, that's the one I'm most concerned about. Yeah. And, and so you know, reading along those lines. I'm a mechanical engineer by education. I kind of jokingly say I'm not a very good mechanical engineer, but I, I, I went to engineering school. I, I do like the way things work to understand that. But then that kind of moved away from material things to immaterial things like our heart, our mind and our soul. And how do those things work? And and I, There was a book that I read um, in my 40s, um, late 40s by the name, written by a guy, uh, by Foster's last name Foster, The Stages of Faith. And this opened up a whole, you know, I'd grown up an evangelical where it was uh, a stream or tradition where Christianity was very transactional. Uh, You believe in Jesus and there you go. Yeah, we're done. Good things will happen. Good things will happen. And kind of you're done just as long as you Mm -hmm. pay your taxes and don't kick the dog, you're, you're in good, you're good to go. And I just began later in my forties, early fifties, that was not sufficient. Began reading some folks and and, and learning that this idea of being formed, I, I don't like the word growth as much because I think it concentrates for me, at least that goes to my ego. I'm able to say I have grown. It's kind of an ascension. Mm -hmm. I think actually the spiritual journey is a descension. It is a letting go. It is a dying process. Mm -hmm. So that issue of forming became very intriguing to me. And, and is, is my personality. Once I get on a topic, I burrow down into it. I watch every YouTube, I buy my, you know, my Amazon account. I got all kinds of books. I tend to really get engrossed in the topic. So, um, Does that answer your question? Yeah, yeah, it's great. I, I do have one question regarding
0: uh, your version of Christianity that you grew up with. Were you allowed to kick vicious dogs or attack dogs or <laughs> just dogs that suck? Were they yes. on, off yes. the list? You, you yes. were allowed to kick yes. them. Yes, yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, well, I guess one of the other things I wanted to bring up and uh, is – and I don't know if it's possible over, like, like this format, but I'm uh, I'm under the distinct impression like that. Whenever you talk with people in these settings, that it brings you joy. And here's how hmm. I know: like listening to you talk and, and describe this it, to me, it's like it's not enough. Hmm. Um, because that that's one of the reasons why I'm talking to you is. Uh, I when I when I visit with you, um, I, I I feel like you really like talking to me. <laughs> and, <laughs> I do. Like you're like, like it's it's like the inner, it's, and like the mm. energy is palpable on your face and expression, and and it's it's super engaging. I mean, like uh, talk to me about that a little bit. Like, what happens to you? on the inside, whenever you're having these conversations, like, I, it seems like you just really love it. And then therefore
2: people love talking to you. I, it seems like that's the thing. It, well, it, it is interesting. I, during my training for this, we had to get feedback and that was part of, um, you know, I had to, had to have practice and, and, and record and document and these types of things. And one of them was just to get feedback. And I, I do get that. I, I'm sure there's people out there who, who, who don't, but I, I do receive some positive feedback about, from folks when I do sit with them about listening and such. I, 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 I think it's just who I am. I, I, don't, I don't expect to connect with everyone. I don't have that expectation, yeah. but I just do have a joy. I like that word. I, I, I'm okay with your use of that word of what I feel is I hear people's story I hear the experience, and for me, Chris, the change in me is the non-judgmental. For most of my life, I would listen to someone's story and then be able to tell you, you know, maybe I was even taught I had an obligation to engage with you to correct you of some sort. It was confrontational and. In my own personal journey, I'm learning how to hold those conversations loosely, and I'm hoping that comes through. I think that's another part of it is if I can just relax and let people tell their story, if they can be heard, yes, it it does bring me great joy. And and I believe that I, I do believe that I am listening on behalf of God, that there is another person in this conversation, and that is God himself and i it's it's that that yeah Mm.
0: well if so if you're on this this spiritual quest so to speak when you're going one-on-one with people that to me feels a little priestly like uh Mm. um because you're occupying kind of a unique space yes as, as i'd call myself like i'm not an evangelical anymore like i don't want that and yes um uh It's it's when people are talking about Jesus, like the very next thing that I feel like is on their mind a lot, which is a projection, right? But yes, is that they want to sell me something? Yes, and you know I've 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 done been sold it. Yes, (laughs) (laughs) you know so so the idea of 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 you coming across as a friend with like in a hospitable space with nothing with no obligation on my part, just a, just a joint, just a joining is, is super refreshing. That's yeah. what
2: I, that's what I perceive Yeah, that you're, that you're doing. I like the way you've summed that up. I've had some people tell me, I, I've never talked with anyone about this and it's not as though they're confessing. It's not that it's just for the, for the first time, I think they're processing with another human being, things that have been knocking around in what I would say in their heart and in their, in their mind and even in their body, <laughs> they have been carrying this for a while without talking to anyone about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, I, I, I want to ask you a few brief questions and we'll shut this conversation down, um, and see, uh, see what comes of that. Okay. Okay. Um, so, uh, desert Island discs, I don't know if you've ever been, uh, um, stuck on a desert Island, but, I heard that you were, and when you did, you apparently had a solar-powered compact disc player. Okay. Uh, the, uh, some of the other episodes will come up with more creative names. Um, I think some people on uh, various desert islands have had cassette players or okay. uh, or records, or uh, maybe they just had to hum their own tunes. But if you were stuck with some music, maybe four or five mm-hmm works of music and that's Mm. kind of all you had, Mm -hmm. uh, what would they be? And and even Mm. if you give me two or three, like
2: what's some music that is a go-to for you? Well, so I didn't grow up in a music family. One of my sons is incredibly musical and creative. So all of the good music that I've been made aware of Mm -hmm. is because of my oldest son, Brady. So Radiohead, Oh, anything... Yeah. Anything with Radiohead have become a big fan. Uh, Lincoln Park. Um, I would, I just, I really, I don't know, good there. And lately... I would have never have yeah. thought that. Keep going. And and finally, um, Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, we've so, talked
0: about that. I think that's probably a whole nother pod that we could do together with maybe my son and some other people. To I help would love it. I was thinking of doing a, a, an, a, an episode or a series uh, that's uh that that's called attention uh attention white guys in your 50s and and uh and then various topics like why why hip-hop matters okay okay yeah and i uh, like that yeah because i i i like i don't click and i don't connect with it and then my son comes in he's like no i don't think you get it dad i'm like i was obviously i don't please help me and then he shows me things i'm like holy moly well, like I there's have, some, I,
2: The breadth of that just blows me up. Yes. Well, I have a theory, probably not time for it. I have a little bit of a theory for why some of the artists that I... But anyway, yeah, it's... I, I, coming to some of these artists later in life have been... Uh, I've been trying to get into, into a Pearl Jam here recently. And so, yeah, there's just really a lot of good... There's a lot of good artists out there. Love
0: the Pearl Jam. Don't let people, like dissuade you from engaging Pearl Jam because okay. a lot of people like Pearl Jam was such a big big thing in the early 90s that they came became almost a caricature of themselves like people make fun of Eddie's voice it's all this kind of interesting stuff. but if you lean in more like there's a lot there it's it's yeah. good stuff yeah. um okay all right and then let's talk about uh films uh or other mm. things like that that have impacted you what's some what, what's a movie here, there that you're like yeah that was a, that was big really love well, that one yeah. love that one or love those two or three
2: yeah i pretty much anything made by the cullen brothers i'm, I'm good <laughs> with and no country for old men is probably wow i could watch that one over and over <laughs> me too uh that phenomenal yes that last final scene of him sitting at the table talking about those dreams that he has oh, oh a great scene great scene so pretty much anything anything except there was that one coen brothers movie with uh, tom hanks in it i never did watch that one i was kind of discouraged from that but anyway coen brothers <laughs> uh and then another one in fact this one came up recently uh, tree of life oh i just thought of one tree of life with terence is is a terribly good movie and then there's a, a little bit, and how I even found out about this one, I don't know. It's a movie called Babette's Feast. And I've heard got, of it, but I've never seen it. You need to watch it. You really need to watch it. It, it's, uh, there's a speech, a uh, toast that is given at the very end. So yeah, Babette's Feast. I'd put that. I'd, I'd recommend that to anybody. Did
0: you, with Tree of Life? Did you have to kind of talk yourself into it? Or like, did you have to kind of get in the zone? I felt like that was true for me because every tons of people that I respect think it's you know like their favorite film and and so because if if i enter into it like not with the notion of being entertained but but like a like i have to go i have to kind of get ready for it and then it blows me up not just visually but like like just kind of with the uh you know the the emotional struggle of the protagonist
2: and all that stuff yes now i I've, I've, that's one I've watched several times and and Mm -hmm. with each viewing, it seems to go a little bit deeper. So the, Mm -hmm. the Brad Pitt and the Jessica Chastain to me are the picture of grace and truth and how they are just in conflict. I mean, just, uh, I don't even know if truth is the right way, but, but you know, there's the point at which Jesus says to, um, some of the religious leaders go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And to me, Jessica Chastain is the embodiment of of mercy and Brad Pitt is the embodiment of structure and and systems and fear. Um, mm-hmm. So that, yeah, there's all kinds of things. The, the whole creation sequence was incredible and then the ending. So yeah, I could go on about that. Yeah, they're really good movies. Well, the,
0: the reason that I ask about Music is because I want to. Uh, the reason I ask about films, I kind of wanted to do that too. But I, I heard this phrase tossed around that that movies are empathy factories. Okay, say like, more to that. Well, they, they, they're they're a way. It's just like this beautiful, this amazing thing that those of us that have access for us to 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 engage stories in these compact and visceral forms that can create empathy and identification, and they're... That's yeah. a, that's a uniquely human thing like that. I, I want more of that, you know, and either, and if I can't get it, and, you know, fortunately I have a job that allows for that. Like that's yeah. what I do daily, which is a gift. Yes. And I, and I love, I love what I do and I love that I get to do what I love. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> just really, that's really great. I feel super fortunate there. Um, and that connectedness that kind of gets into my Enneagram stuff as a yes. nine, I want to be connected, okay. you know? but like a good movie that, uh, that helps you empathize and connect. Um, and I mean, like everybody loves Shawshank Redemption. You can see it every month on TNT that, but, right. But, but, but like the end of that movie, like it's, it's hard not to be like, not just inspired, but like to, to take some stock of your life, like a, a movie can do that. And that's, yeah. That's why I ask uh, yeah. people that think about those things. I know you think about those things. I, so, do. I do. Um, okay. Uh, I want to thank you for your time with us, mm-hmm. Garland. And we're, we're going to hope to put together um, something that's going to be uh, part of many, many pods and that we get to talk again. Um, and uh, it, tell us how to reach you if we want to connect with you regarding spiritual direction and, and, and what it is that you offer
2: and those sorts of things. So two ways to do that. I'm currently putting together a website. Uh, the name of it's going to be soulattention.org, all one word, no hyphens, but soulattention, A-T-T, mm-hmm. dot org. And also, if it's, someone wanted to reach out to me at my email address, that's garland.tackett at proton.me. And proton is just like proton, electron, neutron. So proton.me, like me, you, they, me, proton.me.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll include this information and any subsequent okay. information that you bring on as Thank you, you are uh, broadening the scope of your work. Uh, brother, I appreciate you and what you're doing and keep doing it. Like like onward, right? Keep you doing you. this, you know?
2: Thanks for the encouragement. It's yeah. yeah, I appreciate I appreciate that. And thanks for having me on, Chris. It's been a pleasure and uh hope we can do this again several times. Cause I think you and I have a lot to talk about. <laughs> yeah, we do. We do. Okay. We'll talk soon. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Wow. Okay. Uh, Maggie, um, we yeah. both, uh, I, I was there. You also had a chance to kind of hear what was going on uh, with, with Garland. what, what you, <laughs> let me ask you a question. <laughs> Uh-huh. what's she you, what you thinking about that? Like, do you think a spiritual director is a good idea? I mean, like, and had you heard of that before I talked to him? I mean, what What was your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I had never, <laughs>
0: oh, <laughs> I, we're going to, we're going to keep that because yes. Gus, Gus cares. He
1: <laughs> agrees. Um, I had never heard of a spiritual director, um, but after listening to Garland and I also had a chance to, um, chat with him one on one. Oh, yeah. I think he's awesome. And I think what he's offering is super thoughtful and intentional. Um, and looking for guidance is with somebody who knows what they're doing, typically, is a win.
0: Yeah. I, I think the thing with me, whenever I met him, and I think that everybody needs someone like this in their life, is like I felt this, I felt an openness to wanting to hear about my story. And whenever you start talking about spiritual things, particularly when you grow up where we, where we grew up, um, you know, finding someone that's not going to try to like box it in mm-hmm. or give you quick answers is challenging. And it's, it's just refreshing. Like it feels just really good to be, to have someone that's curious uh, about, about my process or lack of, and yeah, asking me about it, because I'm interested in spiritual things, but I've been in a lot of situations where where there were just answers, and it was the end of the conversation, but I didn't want to quit talking. I wanted I wanted to explore, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I would say curiosity is a great way to describe how he approaches that, and it's great. It's awesome.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, like kind of the Rachel Held Evans thing, right? Like, I know mm-hmm. you love her. I do. I love reading, uh, you know, the, the late Rachel Held Evans, like that was probably a real hallmark of what he was doing. You know, she was like, I, 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 I want to follow Jesus. And, and, but like, I, I feel like that I, I, maybe I feel misunderstood in that and how do I work that out? And mm-hmm. so Garland's offering that. And I'm, I'm glad that we talked. I did ask him um, the movie and music question. So it's like oh, getting a little yes. less deep right now. What's the <laughs> What would the movie and music question be for you of late? Um, like, like, what's something you're listening to or watching?
1: Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, what's
0: sticky? What's what he's stuck to?
1: Sure. I am not a movie gal, but I am a TV person. So mm-hmm. what I'm watching currently, well, Ryan, my fiance, and I watched Severance all, what is it, nine hours? Mm-hmm. Uh, and <laughs> – a day and a half. <laughs> so
0: we can just talk about that. So, so what I told um, you was, what what was awesome about that?
1: It was, I love kind of sci-fi futuristic stuff that doesn't fits like crazy, but if you think about it, it doesn't feel too far off, um, which is horrifying. Right. But the relationships between the people who were severed and people who were not and they're the same people it's wild i wish i we looked up when the next season was and it's gonna be a long time so we were crushed but we had a great time
0: yeah i think it reminded me i don't read like you and my wife read you guys are great readers and i'm not a great reader but like something that takes a while to percolate and then being patient with it has big fat payoffs Mm
1: mm-hmm Oh, You're know, like, yeah. okay,
0: like, if I can be patient, if I don't have to be entertained out of the gate, like, they've got the character and the situation as something to teach me, you know?
1: huh. And they set Serenity it up was, so well.
0: Yeah, I thought Severance was really, really good for that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, I love that. Um, okay. Okay, that's a good one. Um, hey, uh, we will be uh, talking again in – in the schedule right now is to go every two weeks, but if we can do it sooner, we will. Uh, yeah. Maggie thank you so much for your help uh, I know you're gonna put this together and put it out there on the marketplace so you're very well uh, hey we, we need a sign out uh, for our first episode um you you have a you have a thought for like a way you know like on, ah. on a good podcast like like the you know the the smartless guys say like they have cool. plays on Bie you know
1: yeah <laughs> or
0: there's you know do you have any suggestions for that? I
1: I mean, off the top of my head, I think a nice, simple, you know, see you later. Great talking.
0: Lane. CK out. Um,
1: Whatever. N-
0: Mamba out. That oh. was. I, uh, how about um, boom, boom Shakalaka? Um, no, uh, I don't know. Okay, look, look, I'll come up with a better one.
1: That's all time. I Next time. Uh-huh. Okay. If I'm going to be involved, right. it's got to be at least fine.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay, fine. This is <laughs> this is done. Yeah. Right. I think we're finished. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Bye. Okay. I think that'll do it. Thanks to our guest, Garland Tackett, who's the spiritual director. We'll be having Garland on in subsequent episodes. Uh, I'm really excited to hear more of what he has to say. I, I, I appreciate it spending time with us today. Thanks to our production czar, Maggie, Margaret King, and Grand Dog Gus. Stuck in My Head is a production of Chris King Counseling Services, a counseling group and outpatient behavioral health agency in Tulsa, Oklahoma, with office and telehealth services coming from northwest Arkansas and northeast Oklahoma. We're here to help people heal and grow. Want to know more? Go to ChrisKingCounseling.com. Be on the lookout for retreats coming up this spring and more pods. If you know someone who'd make a great guest, shout at me at chris at chriskingcounseling.com. Lastly, be present, thankful, and alive today. We'll talk soon.